Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at emmanuelag.com. I want to just spend a few minutes today, and I want to talk to you guys about what I think God is doing in our church. And also, I want to use the church in the book of Acts as a basis for what I'm doing. Now, the church I'm not going to use in the book of Acts is the church in Jerusalem. A lot of times we preach about that first church, the primitive church in Jerusalem, uh, as if they were perfect, as if they had attained the highest level of spirituality. But the truth is, the church in Jerusalem was an infant church. They had a lot of problems. Uh, They didn't even know that Gentiles could be saved. They had to grow. They were messed up, but not messed up in the fact that they were like, sinning or doing things wrong they were messed up in with the idea like having your two-year-old trying to pour milk on his own cereal that kind of messed up they were just they were young they they were infants they didn't know how everything was going to work a lot of it was experimental for them but what i want to talk to you about is the church in antioch so if you'll go with me to acts chapter um chapter 11 there we go acts chapter 11 now, the church in Antioch um, is quite physically quite a distance from Jerusalem. But uh, if you'll remember, there was a great persecution in Jerusalem, and uh, the church was scattered. In fact, if you'll remember, one of the things that God told them, the theme to the book of Acts is Acts chapter 1, verse 8, right? You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, right? And you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, right? Didn't Jesus tell them in the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel, right? Well, they got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, wait in the city till you receive power from on high, then you'll be my witnesses to all these places. And what did they do? They stayed in Jerusalem. They got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then they stayed in Jerusalem a little while longer. Then they stayed in Jerusalem a while longer. And then they kept staying in Jerusalem until persecution finally forced them out to do what God had actually told them to do. And so this is where we pick up here in Acts chapter 11, verse 19. So then, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose in connection with Stephen made their way to Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews alone. That's one of the things in the early church. They didn't know that Gentiles could be saved. They thought it was only a Jewish thing. But there were some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. The first thing we see about the church in Antioch is, is it is a multicultural church. It's not just a Jewish church. It's multicultural. God's intention from the beginning. What he said to Abraham when he called Abraham was, I will bless all nations through you. His intention was always through Israel to reach the nations. And here we see, after 10 chapters of Acts, it's starting to happen. In fact, it was just a chapter before, if you flip back, when Peter preached at Cornelius' house, and that is the first record of the, the, the Gentiles Like I said, the outline of the book of Acts, you'll preach the gospel in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. If you'll go through the book of Acts, you see this happening just like this. They went down to Samaria. They preached Jesus. The apostles went down, and the Samaritans had their own Pentecostal experience. 
And just the chapter before this, Peter had the vision and went to Cornelius' house. He was a Gentile. And uh, while he was preaching, the Holy Spirit was poured out on, the, on Cornelius' household, the Gentile. The church was ready to jump him for that. What do you mean? You went into a non-Jewish person's house and, and ate with him. And he's like, God just told me to go. I didn't baptize him with the Holy Spirit. He did it. He wasn't even preaching about it. He was preaching Jesus and God sent the Holy Spirit and they were all baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, the whole nine yards. That's what, that's what happened. And so here we see now the people are going out and they're beginning to realize it's not just a Jewish thing. They're speaking to Gentiles. They're speaking to the other nations. So the first thing we see about the church in Antioch, it's a multicultural church. Second thing we see here is that they were preaching the Lord Jesus. It's so important to keep the Lord Jesus center and focus in our church. So what makes a church good? The Lord Jesus. That's the only thing that makes a church a church. The Lord Jesus. If we don't have the Lord Jesus, if we don't honor the Lord Jesus, if we don't preach the Lord Jesus, we're just a club. We're not a church. The next chapter, verse 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a large number who believed turned to the Lord. The hand of the Lord was with them. God is with you. God is with us. And that is what led to a large number being turned to the Lord. It was a growing church. There was excitement. People were coming in because why? The hand of the Lord was with them. Emmanuel, God is with us. And then the news about them reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem. So news travels. They might try to block your at your Facebook posts or whatever. They might try to censor you. They did in their early church. They called them up, they beat them, they put them in prison and said, do not talk about this name of Jesus anymore. Stop it. They tried to stop it, the spread of it, but once it goes, see what this is called here? This is called contact tracing. Those who are scattered because of persecution, they went out to here and there and Cyprus and Syria, and this is how, this is contact tracing. This is how the gospel spread. They were, they were on the phone saying, have you been in contact with any of these Christians? You need to quarantine now. <laughs> you need to isolate now. Don't let this spread anymore. Stop it. <laughs> Wear a mask. Contact tracing in the Bible. Never thought I'd see it. <laughs> but anyway, so where are we? Verse 21. So when the news about them reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem, they sent Barnabas off to Antioch. Now Barnabas is a really neat character. But listen to what he saw when he came. When he had come, verse 23, he witnessed the grace of God. The grace of God. Remember what, if, I, I think, who tuned in last week when we had to do it online? We spoke about the Christmas gifts, the grace gifts. So many times God has, like the song we were singing about the love of God, I didn't earn it, but you gave it. But you know what? So many things in the Christian experience we receive by grace. And we went through that and we saw how the Galatians uh, begin by believing the word and that's how the spirit came and worked among them and that's how they continued to work miracles among them was by believing and hearing not by works of the law there are so many things that God wants to provide for us this church and for us as individuals through grace because why because he loves me if he gave me Jesus will he not also give me freely all things um, Rene Kim read the verse uh, online yesterday last week of uh, Matthew 10, 7, and 8, right? Jesus said, freely you have received. 
He said, preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. There's something that's supposed to be so free with the gospel. And what we want to do is continue in that grace, just like this church in Antioch did. They weren't trying to earn the things that God gave them freely. They were freely believing the word and growing in the grace of God. And he rejoiced and began encouraging them with all resolute heart to remain true to the Lord. So he's telling them to remain true to the Lord. What does that mean? That they were started out true to the Lord. You have to start out true to the Lord to remain true to the Lord. So they were true to the Lord. That's what makes a church a church, being true to the Lord. For Barnabas, now listen to this. Barnabas was a good man. He was full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And considerable numbers were brought to the Lord. I think there's a bunch of Barnabases right here in this house, in this church. And watching online, if you're not here today, there are a bunch of Barnabases, men and women here who are full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, who are able to bring many to the Lord, many to the Lord. One of the things uh, Barnabas did, he left for, Tar left for Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he had found him, the way, that, the way that's worded there, he went to look for him, and when he had found him, shows me an effort on the part of Barnabas. <coughs> He actually went and searched him out. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. I think there's a bunch of people here in our house who are the kind of people who go out and search out people. And you search out the lost, search out people. You know, if you're, if you're here, it's really been hard with, um, with the, the COVID and some people choosing to stay home to kind of know who's still here and who's not. But I would encourage you guys too, to, if there's somebody you're missing, reach out to them. Be a Barnabas. Reach out. We'll do our best. Rinkim and I, we really, really felt when we were stepping into this that we would do our best to contact everybody who's come here um, in the last year. Just and reach out and make sure, just make sure they're okay. And I know Michael has been doing that as well. Uh, there's no doubt that that's been going on. But for us, as we stepped in, we felt that that was something that we should do, and we'll continue to do that until we get everybody that we can think of. But it's not just up to us, it's up to all of us to be a Barnabas and reach out. If there's somebody missing, reach out, find out why. We need to be connected, not just through, you know, the Facebook page, really, but we do need to be connected personally. You know, I, if I don't have your number, just give it to me. I'll give you mine. We'll exchange numbers, um, give email addresses, tell us how you like to be contacted. We'll do our best to kind of keep us all on the same page. But it's going to be an effort from all of us. In fact, I've got to kind of a... Uh, I've got to repent a little bit too because when this COVID first hit so back in, was it March, I think? Uh, you know, nobody expected, I didn't expect it to be more than a couple of weeks and just be, be done. But, you know, we kind of don't want to say lost fellowship or anything, but we, we weren't online trying to stream. I, I'm not, a, believe it or not, I met my wife on Facebook, but I'm not a big Facebooker and I didn't even have an account. So we weren't actively engaged, you know, but I realized as the time went on, it takes an effort in times like that to stay connected. And, um, and I appreciate everybody watching online even now because I know you're making that effort because you are a part of the body even though you can't be here physically. And so it does take an effort. And so that's what we all need to be a part of this, reach out and make that effort. So what happened in Antioch with Barnabas? It came about that for an entire year, they met with the church and taught considerable numbers. The disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. So Barnabas and Paul 
Saul at this time. They were they were preaching. So this is a church that valued the word. They valued the teaching and preaching of the word. Now at this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. Who came down? Prophets. So this was a prophetic church. This church had prophecy going on. And one of them, named Agabus, stood up and began to indicate by the Spirit that there would certainly be a great famine all over the world. And this took place in the reign of Claudius. And in the proportion that any of the disciples had means, each of them determined to send a contribution for the relief of the brethren living in Judea. And this they did, sending it in charge of Barnabas and Saul to the elders. So not only were they a prophesying church or a prophetic church, they were incredibly accurate. Here's a documented prophecy and fulfillment right here in the Bible that somebody spoke indicating that there would be a famine and they believed the word so much because they were so accurate in their prophecy they took up an offering and sent it. That's pretty good, huh? So we see it's a prophetic church. We also see that it's a giving church because what's the first thing they did? They took up an offering. And I know this is a giving church. Um, you guys, Mary, do you know how many missionaries we're supporting now? I know. Coming up, approaching 30 or so. Thirty this, this church, we support 30 missionaries. That's a blessing to be able to be a part of that. Amen. You guys are such a giving church. A giving church. And uh, the church in Antioch was a giving church. And a prophetic church. And they sent, they'd sent the gift in charge of Barnabas and Saul to the elders. Now, if you will go with me, just flip over one more chapter. It's the next mention in the book of Acts of this same church. Chapter 13. Actually, not yet. Skip a chapter. Go to chapter 13. And it says, now, they were at Antioch in the church. This is 13 verse 1. And the church was there. There were prophets and teachers. We already said it was a teaching church. We already said it was a prophetic church. It's continuing. Barnabas and Simon, Barnabas and Simon who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So we know the names of a few of the teachers and the people who were there prophesying and teaching. While they were ministering, listen to this, they were ministering to the Lord fasting. So it was a fasting church. They got together. And like I said, we've got the uh, 21 days of prayer and feasting. I'm, I'm doing that just because I like to be different. Everybody's been doing prayer and fasting for so long. I think you get used to things. And I really did want to share this time of reading the scriptures with you. But I know for some of you it will be a time of fasting as well. This was a fasting church. They were meeting together fasting. Listen to what it says. They were ministering to the Lord and fasting. I don't know what ministering to the Lord looked like for sure. But in my mind, it's probably a time of prayerful worship sitting in the Lord's presence, taking that time to hear His voice, ministering, worshiping Him, praising Him, sharing the Word. That's what I see in my mind. So they're ministering to the Lord and fasting, so they're a worshiping church. This is a worshiping church. They were a fasting church. And then the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. So what's the most important here, I think, is this a Holy Spirit-led church. While they were fasting and praying, the Holy Spirit said. Now, I don't know how that came out, if that came as a 
prophetic word or, you know, a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, but the Holy Spirit was leading this church. And he said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul and send them. So they fasted, they prayed, they were praying church. They laid their hands on them and sent them away. Go away. <laughs> it wasn't like that. They sent them out. They were a mission sending church. Hi, Andrea, if you're watching, we have a missionary in Hungary. And it's so great to have people who come out of this church. I expect that more and more people will come out of this church and be sent to the nations. They're a mission-sending church. And that's the vision I see for this church, because God is with us. There's no telling what we can do when God is with us. When God is with us, we can do what people can't do by themselves. And so I'm excited. I'm excited about where we're going. And I want to say this. The church in Jerusalem is very clear from Scripture that James was the pastor. They actually refer to the church in Galatians when they're, when they're criticizing the church, that men came from James <laughs> because they came and were teaching some things that they shouldn't have been teaching. But when we look at the church in Antioch, we don't even know who the pastor is. He's not named. We have some names of some prophets and some teachers. But we don't even know who the pastor is because what makes that church unique is God with them. What makes that church special is the people there who have the presence of God on their lives. And that's what makes this church special. It's you guys. It's the presence of God with us. It's, the, it's giving place to the Word of God. It's giving place to the Holy Spirit. It's following the Holy Spirit. And when we come together, it's a celebration and a reflection of what we're all doing just in our lives. And so, with that, I just want to say I'm excited about what we're doing, where we're going. And I look forward to walking this out with you. And let's pray together, can we? Father God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for the history of this church. We thank you for the fact that God is with us. We know you're with us. Lord, you said you would never leave us. You would never forsake us. We know that you are with us. We know that you will continue to be with us. But Lord, as we go and as we grow and as we delve deeper into these things of the word and as we learn and we, we bring to our remembrance the things that you've taught and we bring to the remembrance the things that you've said and as we go through these scriptures and read the gospels and acts during this time of, of 21 days of prayer and feasting, Lord, I pray that we become more aware of what is already there. Because in that awareness, Lord, we will begin to walk in it and our expectation will grow. Lord, let us not be limited by our own imagination or by our own expectation or even negative expectation. But Father, move in our hearts and move in our lives so that we can see the way you see and reach out for, Lord, what you've already reached out for. Let us take a hold of that for which you've taken hold of us, Lord. Don't let us perish with a small vision, but place that vision before us, Lord, and let us reach out to take hold of it, Lord. And let your hand be, your hand of favor be with this place. Let your hand of favor be on all of us, Lord, so that we walk in the presence and the power of God, so that we will be known as the church that when they say and they see us, they will say, God is with them. This is not a cliche. This is not something to put on the sign or, or on the website or make a graphic. This is a reality that the Lord is with us. Lord, bring this, keep this 
in our conscience this week, Lord. Bring this to their, the remembrance of everybody here, everybody watching online, that God is with you. Thank you so much for what you're doing in this church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.